This is my first show in our brand new studios here in the heart of downtown Bridgeport. And so I'm, I'm very excited and grateful to be here and grateful to be joined by Leela Florell, who is the founder of Preserve Remington Woods, which is a group and a campaign here in Bridgeport with the mission of fighting to preserve and save the Remington Woods. Leela, are you there? Yes, I am, and congratulations on your new studio. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's really exciting. It's really exciting, and there's been so much work uh, put into it by so many people, and it's really just really exciting, really and a really exciting time. And I'm excited to be here and to be here with you uh, for this this interview, the first interview uh, for for uh, first interview I'm doing in the new studio. So thank you so much, Leela. I'm honored. I know you have some some really important updates on the fight to preserve Remington Woods. And there's been, actually this week, there was uh, something very, very big that happened. And before we get to that, though, I wanted to know, Leela, if you could start off by talking a little bit about yourself and um, how long you've been living in Bridgeport and when you first became aware of the Remington Woods. Well, I'm, uh, I was born and raised in Bridgeport. I went through the public schools over on the east side. Uh, I've lived here over 60 years. I'm living in the house my father built. And um, I'm here for the long haul. Uh, let's see, you asked how long I've known about it. I've known about Remington Woods for quite some time. I got involved uh Deeply in it about five years ago, Beth Lazar uh, suggested that I become involved, and I've practically done nothing else since then. Um, Would you like me to explain a little bit about the woods and what it is? Uh, Yes, definitely, if you don't mind. It's 422 acres. Uh, in Bridgeport and Stratford. Most of it is in Bridgeport. It's forest, wetland, meadows, lake, 70 species of birds, and other diverse wildlife. It's a living community of life, of plants and animals. It's able to perpetuate itself indefinitely with just air and sun, water and earth. it's an expression of nature. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's a living, breathing entity with a purpose, and that purpose is to support life. Its own life, wildlife, our life, and the life of the planet. Uh, we're part of nature, and we can't live without it, and that really needs to be understood, especially today when we're destroying nature to the point of making a planet unlivable, even for ourselves. So there are many crucial life services that the woods provides, free 24-7 to to the people. It cleans some of the dirtiest air in the country, which keeps us from uh, being even in worse illness than, than we have from the pollution. It cools the air, and the air is ever increasingly getting hotter because of global climate change. Uh, 
Uh, it provides flood protection. It provides carbon sequestration, which is helping the fight against uh, uh, the climate change. It stabilizes the local climate. It's home to wildlife, which is endangered, and uh, wildlife is plummeting all over the globe. I, I think in the last 40 years, we've lost uh, uh, 50% of the wildlife. Um, if open to the public, it would provide a necessary experience of nature. Uh, we have become very alienated from nature, and we really need an, a, an opportunity to reconnect, and we can't reconnect if nature doesn't exist. And there is no place in Bridgeport uh, like the one that we, we want to preserve Remington Woods. There are parks, and parks are really great, but we don't, we're not talking about a park here. A park has roads and um, event areas and um, ballparks and all kinds of things, which are, which are good, and lawns. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a nature wildlife preserve where people can really go and get the experience of nature where nature can exist and do what it needs to do for the health and well-being of Bridgeport and where pe people can reconnect to it. So, Th Thank you so much for sharing that, Leela. And, you know, given that the, the name Preserve Remington Woods is saying something very specific and, you know, is calling for something very specific, I, I was wondering if you could talk about the the reason for that the reason for for the group for the 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 movement and the fight to preserve the Remington Woods like where that all comes from and and uh and when you first heard about um the plans in the city of Bridgeport to commercially develop the woods well i heard about those plans quite some time ago but uh as i said i didn't get uh involved until about 5 years ago and um, there have been people that have had this vision for a long time, <clears throat> for over 20 years, I believe, uh, that start off with Friends of Remington Woods, which was a group that, uh, that I believe started this. And then, you know, different organizations got involved, and time went on. And then I started my own organization, uh, which is Preserve Remington Woods. And the goal has been very specific and unchanging, and, and it won't change. It is to preserve Remington Woods in its entirety as a nature wildlife preserve with walking paths, uh, no in perpetuity with protected habitat, no development or any other uses. So, you know, that's that's a goal which we feel is very needed in Bridgeport and, and beyond. And uh, luckily, uh, well, when we started, hardly anybody knew about the woods. People on the street didn't know about it. Politicians, a lot of them didn't know about it. Just it was like Bridgeport's best-kept secret. And uh, 
we started informing people. We went out and talked to people on the street downtown and farmers markets. And as soon as we talked to people, they immediately overwhelmingly want to protect it. You know, uh, uh, it, it, it's like a visceral reaction. And, um, and the, that happened over and over and over again. So the, you know, the, the person on the street really wants this, uh, uh, as, as our goal is. And there are, um, local politicians. Some of them are enlightened and they are behind this. Uh, both the city council. I'm not saying everybody, but you know the the people that really have gotten into it and understand it and understand the ramifications uh, on the city council, on the state level, and on the national level. There's even national interest now in preserving the woods. Leela, can you talk about the the Dupont and and Cortiva connection? <clears throat> yeah. You know, this this is it's almost an epic struggle. Uh, Dupont, uh, for anybody that knows the history, has spent the last century pretty much polluting the earth. They started out making um, black powder, which was so explosive that got they got the name of Merchant of Death. And throughout their whole history, they've been they they had a 40-year cover-up of toxic releases that they were releasing into the environment, and uh, they have morphed into Cortiva and sporting goods who own the property. Dupont profited off the um, destruction of the property for decades. And now they're, they were mandated by the EPA to do a cleanup, a partial cleanup. And now they're complaining about the cost of the cleanup and using that as an excuse to further destroy the property. So, so that's on the one side. And unfortunately, the administration of Bridgeport, not the people, but the administration, is in the camp of developing. The administration typically um, goes for short-term profits, you know, over over the long-term uh, uh, benefit to the people. And, you know, we have 600 toxic sites in Bridgeport, and people in Bridgeport have generational nature amnesia and uh, nature deficit disorder and urban stress and uh, illness due to due to uh, um, air pollution and you know th- there are so many reasons why this woods needs protected and why we shouldn't be uh, destroying it and destroying the health and livability of the city uh, for more development. I, I don't know. Does that answer your question? It, it, it's, it's uh, on the other side, on the other side of this struggle, you know, are the people of Bridgeport who, who know on a deep level that it should be protected, you know, and like I said, some of the enlightened politicians, both city, state, and national, and, um, and the groups 
in Bridgeport, you know, Preserve Remington Woods, the DSA, um, the uh, uh, Sierra Club, the Gen Now, NAACP. You know, the the main groups are for preserving it in its entirety. Uh, this last meeting that we had, uh, well, we, tur- we turned in, uh, Preserve Remington Woods turned in a petition with 1,120-some-odd signatures on it. And these were pe- this was from people in Bridgeport, and this was from people all over the world who wrote impassioned comments on why this woods needs to be preserved. And I think the Sierra Club turned in a petition with almost a thousand signatures on it. And there were group letters we turned in and individual comments. So, you know, the 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 support for preserving the woods is overwhelming, except for the administration and, of course, Dupont, which wants to destroy it for more um, for more profit. Thank you for that, Leela. And before we, we continue, uh, if you're just joining us, the name of this program is Mike Check, and my name is Mike Murley. And you, of course, are tuned to WPKN 89.5 FM, independent community radio uh, broadcasting now from the heart of downtown Bridgeport in our brand new studio. And we also, of course, stream around the world at WPKN.org. And uh, I am in conversation with Leela Florell of Preserve Remington Woods, a group and a movement locally right here in Bridgeport that is fighting to preserve the Remington Woods, which is a tremendous uh, resource and, and a natural asset uh, to the community. And Leela, you still there? Yes, yes. Okay, Leela, um, you were just talking about the all of the petition signatures and some of the work that that your group, Preserve Remington Woods, has been doing um, up to this point. And I just wanted to clarify that that's, um, so those signatures and, and, you know, and really the, the, the decision is, is it, is it accurate to say that the decision is in the hands of the Planning and Zoning Commission of Bridgeport as far as what will happen to the woods? I believe so up to a point. Uh, I don't know whether whether they have the final decision. It was sort of intimated that it wasn't all in the hands of zoning, but they certainly uh, they certainly do hold a big piece of the pie. Okay. I and, mean, this, zon- and, and this could you talk zoning about, will... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just going to say, um, I was gonna, just going to ask if you could talk about the, the public hearing uh, this past Tuesday, November 16th, uh, the the Planning and Zoning Commission held a public hearing during which there were, I know there were several hours of testimony uh, from well over 100 people from all across the state of Connecticut. And actually, I believe it went into two days. It, it, it was, there were so many people that they split up the hearing into, into two days. And so um, I know this was a very big deal. This was this past Tuesday. And a lot happened at this public hearing with the Planning and Zoning Commission for Bridgeport. And so, uh, Leela, I was wondering if you could talk about that. Yes, it got off to a very bad start. The uh, person from planning and zoning who was introducing it, uh, the first thing he said was, we don't want to turn this into a 
Remington Woods meeting. He then went on to discourage people from talking. You know, he said, we've heard it all before. Uh, You know, don't bother giving testimony or just say ditto or you're not supposed to read. I mean, he just... He he just gave a totally discouraging message to to all the people, all the citizens who took the opportunity to come to a public meeting where their voices were supposed to be heard on issues having to do with zoning. So so that that was a very bad start. And then he you know he went on to make derogatory comments like tree hugging and things like that and had to be told by somebody to turn their mic off when they were making derogatory comments about the the attendees um uh somebody in planning and zoning then did say that it, you know that it was all right to talk and that anybody could talk i don't know how many people his comments discouraged from talking uh there were 130 people there, but 130 people didn't talk. Um, but uh, several, you know, many, many people did talk. The majority of people talked about Remington Woods, and just about all of them as, were in favor of preserving it in, in its entirety. Uh, and as I said, there were many individuals that gave. Uh, informed and uh, heartfelt uh, testimony, you know, that that spoke really, really powerfully about preserving the the woods from their particular point of view. And, and there were the organizations which I mentioned before, and the petitions and the group letters, and that you know the testimony was was overwhelmingly in favor. And um, it went on for two days because there was a lot of testimony. And then there was, it's an interesting word. They used the word rebuttal from the the planning and zoning, rebuttal to the testimony. And I kind of, that word kind of stuck out for me because a rebuttal is something that you do with an adversary, you know, and and you would hope that the government is on the side of the people. But in any case, they they explained that uh, uh, the, uh, what did they say? The, um, if if they did what we asked, it would result in a lawsuit. That basic uh, basically is what they were saying. That uh, Dupont would sue them, and so they couldn't do that. So it appears I I don't know whether they're going to even consider the testimony that all the people uh, brought to the table, or whether it's just going to be. Uh, the old zoning, which is the the most intense industrial zoning, and the proposed zoning, which would also completely destroy the woods, which is a mixed use. It would mean that part of it is is going to be uh, uh, destroyed for development, and a, and a small part may be left. It may be the little part 
uh, along the ledge. There's a 40-foot ledge where they can't build anyway. You know, but in any case, any destruction uh, for development of the woods will destroy the ecosystem. It will destroy the wildlife and their habitat. Wildlife does not live in little houses. They have to have a range to live. It would put a road, you know, right through their, where they live with toxic fumes and, and making it lethal for them to cross the road to get food or water. Uh, it, it just, it would completely destroy the woods. It would cut down, I estimate, a very conservative estimate, 20,000 mature existing trees which clean the air and cool the air and mitigate the climate, you know, the local climate, and, and do, you know, provide so many benefits to the city of Bridgeport. So, it, so it's between two really awful choices. Now, whether they heard what the, what the populace and what the organizations and the, and the enlightened leaders said or not, or whether they feel they are able to move on that <clears throat> or are willing to move on it is a question beyond my pay grade. I don't, I don't think they're going to, uh, I, I don't think they're going to move favorably for us. And they're, Therefore, I think that we have to look uh, in another direction. We have to look to the city council people and to the other politicians and to the federal government. But who knows? Maybe a miracle could happen. (laughs) Well, on that note, because somehow the time just flew by, Leela, and (laughs) um, we are actually running out of time. So on that note, though, in terms of next steps from here and in terms of, you know, what can our, our listeners do as of, as of right now? How can our listeners learn more and get involved in the fight to preserve Remington Woods? Well, we have a website, uh, preserveremingtonwoods.com, and we have an action page. And they can go on the action page and, and be kept up to date. And they can also find out a lot of information from the website. Uh, what they can do is is contact people, uh, contact their city council people, contact their state reps, contact their national reps, and tell them about this issue and tell them that that we want to preserve it in its entirety as a nature wildlife preserve, and that you know for all kinds of reasons, for local reasons, for reasons of global climate change. For all kinds of reasons, for reasons of giving us a place to reconnect to nature, uh, we need to do this. And, and that's what they can do. They can just contact a lot of people and spread the word. And do you have a, a, a last thought, a, kind of to, to piggyback on that, a last thought that you'd like to leave our listeners with tonight, Leela? This is an issue that has to do with life, our lives, wildlife, the life of the planet. This is, this is real 
Our lives are all at stake. We either go into the future together with the wildlife, with nature, or we don't go into the future at all. Well, I couldn't have said it better if I tried. So, <laughs> um, Leela Florell, founder of Preserve Remington Woods, thank you so much for joining me tonight to have this important conversation. Thank you so much for all the important work that you and um, all of your your team and everyone that, that you've been working with. Um, thank you for all the work that you've been doing to raise awareness of this issue, of this urgent situation uh, around the Remington Woods and all the work that you've been doing to to fight for it to be preserved um, because it is an asset and, and a tremendous resource here in Bridgeport that more people need to know about and that definitely needs to be preserved. So thank you for everything you're doing. Thank you so much, Mike.